Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. You can't talk about the church and you can't talk about Israel without knowing the plan of God. Amen? Our God is a God of purpose. Our God is a God that has plans. And if we are ignorant of the things that he is doing, how can we prepare for him? And I will start tonight by the Spirit of the Lord in a series that, by way of introduction, and there are up to about seven different chapters of what we'll be dealing with. And we will see how far the Lord will help us. In the introduction tonight, there is a clip that I want to just start with that tells you the foundation upon which everything that we say is laid. This clip that was shot by the Gideon Bible, and they did a wonderful clip that I thought it was important for all of us to see because it sets us on course in terms of what exactly is the foundation by which we are going to be walking. The Gideon was set up years, many, many, many years ago. I, I don't remember precisely when. But across the whole world, every hotel that you go to sleep, wherever you are, there is a Gideon Bible that is placed there. And there's a message that the Gideon Bible gives that I would like for you to listen to as we begin to tell ourselves why we are here. What is the purpose of our gathering? What is it take away for you, everyone who has taken time off to come and sit and fellowship with us? The Bible contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its stories are true, and its decisions are immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's charter. Here, paradise is restored, heaven opened, and the gates of hell disclosed. Christ is its grand subject, our good, the desire, and the glory of God, its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is a mine of wealth, health to the soul, and a river of pleasure. It involves the highest responsibility, will reward the greatest labor, and will condemn all who trifle with its sacred contents. Pray it in, read it through, live it out, and pass it on. What I found most thrilling in this clip is a description of the Bible as the map for the traveler. The map 
for the traveler, the staff for the pilgrim. Read it, live it. It is health to your bones, it's life to you. If you understand that, then you will be able to appreciate what it is that we are doing tonight because our purposes are set in three different dimensions. Our purpose of gathering here by the grace of God is to get a better understanding of the divine plans and the purposes of the eternal God. To get a better understanding of the divine plans and the purposes of the eternal God. The world is moving in its own direction, in darkness, uncertain as to where things are going. But God has not kept us in darkness. He hasn't kept us in darkness. Our second purpose is for a deeper insight into the times and the seasons in which we are living. Trump is trumping it in America. The British are brexiting it in England. New elections are coming up in Europe, everything that is going in directions that will turn the world upside down. But who is understanding, who is following, who is seeing the unseen heart of the eternal God, directing the affairs that he has set from the beginning of times as to how he will take care of his own. And of course the third point is to get you to be motivated to do what is expected of you if you are going to be in the train that God is coming from. Again, those three things. One, a better understanding of the divine purposes and the plan of the eternal God. A deeper insight into the times and the seasons in which we are living. And a motivation for everyone who is so desirous to be prepared for the coming of the eternal king. In going forward... I want to just highlight to you something that most people hardly take account of. When you begin to speak about the plan of the eternal God, it didn't just start today. It started a long time ago. And that plan, until your eyes are opened in the manner which you can see how these things relate, it is difficult for you to piece together. If you will turn to me to Job chapter 38... And let's take it from verse 1, because our God is a God who hides himself sometimes. In the appearance to Job, the scripture says, he was hidden in the whirlwind, covered in the whirlwind, because he said, no man shall behold my face and live. But in the whirlwind that he was, he was beginning to speak unto this man, things that many of us have glossed over, not fully understanding the things that he has couched in what he was saying to us. Yes, please. Hmm. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. The Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Why are you using your ignorance to deny my providence? Mm. Now get ready to fight. Get ready to fight. For I am going to demand some answers from you. I'm going to get some answers from you. And you must reply. Yes. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Now you will see a conversation that is going between the immortal and immortal. In two different dimensions, because you need to understand that. Job heard, never saw. Hidden away in the whirlwind, the eternal God began to trumpet at him, and he said to him, where were you? When what? When I laid the foundations of the earth. When I laid the foundations of the earth. Tell me, if you know so much. Yes. Do you know how its dimensions were determined? Mm-hmm. 
and who did the surveying? Mm. What supports its foundations? Mm. And who laid its cornerstone as mm -hmm. the morning stars sang together? Yes. And all the angels shouted for joy. The morning stars, they did what? Can inanimate things sing? Talk to me. Inanimate things don't sing. When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God did what? They shouted for joy. It seems to me that we are seeing a categorization, a hierarchy here of divine unseen beings. Hello? A hierarchy of divine unseen beings that surrounded the eternal God when he was laying the foundation. What most people misconstrue when they look at what he said in Genesis, then he said, let us make man in our own image. People have confused that to say, oh, well, there were more than one, but you will find as he said it. And then said, God then made he man in his own image, singular, not plural, because God had a council in heaven. There is a divine council in heaven. I know you don't have the Orthodox Jewish Bible. That's why you are not reading it. But the times have come when those who are students of the word of God, who really want to know the heart of God, you must begin to look at different versions, particularly from the eyes of the Jew, from the eyes of the Israelite. When the Jew is speaking about Elohim, all the unseen beings, the unseen divine beings are Elohim, but not Elohim, not all Elohim is, 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 is the eternal God. I'll say that again. All unseen divine beings in God's hierarchy are all called what? Elohim. That's why he said, ye are gods. And I'll get there as we begin to delve deeper into this. But not all Elohim are the eternal God. He's called Kadesh Adonai. The one who created all things by the word of his power. Imagine all of all of you, pardon me, you are students who just live on the pocket money your parents give you. And I then come to your midst and say, well, I want to take all of you out to Abuja. There is money for tickets, right? There is money you need for food. There is what you need to be able to live. The person who is inviting you is the one who is doing what? Is the one who is footing the bill. That's exactly the imagery that you saw there when he said, let us create man in our image. There's only one that has the power of creation. Only one who can do it. But in the council of heaven, we are his stood. And I will show you more scriptures to back that up because I want you to begin to understand God's eternal plan when you can see his eternal plan and how it has evolved through time, then we can begin to position the issue of Israel and the church. Praise the Lord. Can you finish that? Just to take us a little bit deeper. Because when I said God has a council in heaven, I didn't just pull it out of my head. How many of you remember the story of 1 Kings chapter 22? All right? Hmm. I'm jumping ahead now, but it's, it's also good. First Kings chapter 22, where God 
had a council around him again. And he said, who are we going to send to deceive this king? Hello? Who are we going to send to deceive this king? And the word said, a lying spirit, the lowest in the rung of the hierarchy, came forth and God said, I'll send you. There is a council in heaven, an unseen council that surrounds the eternal God. The representatives that he has in the unseen realm by which he rules and administers the unseen realm. Let's look at a few more scriptures so that you, I, I'm not talking over your head. Give me that scripture in Psalm 89, verse 5 to 14. I will establish your dynasty forever. Yes. Build up your throne through all generations. Mm. Let the heavens praise your wonders, Adonai. Let the heavens praise your wonders, Adonai. Yes. Your faithfulness in the assembly of the angels. Ah. His faithfulness where? In an assembly. There is Adonai, the eternal one, the great one, the creator of all things, sitting in a council in the unseen world. That is, they are his own administrators, the ones that he uses in the rulership of the unseen worlds, and so on and so forth. But he alone is the eternal God. Yes, please. For who in the skies can be compared with Adonai? Who in the skies can be compared with Adonai? Which of these gods can rival Adonai? Oh, which of these gods can rival Adonai? He stands alone. No one can approach him. No one can compare with him. The eternal creator who rules over all things. He created those unseen hierarchy in heavens to administer the unseen world in the same way that as he sought to have a divine family in the unseen world, he was also seeking to have what? A divine family in the seen world. Praise the Lord. Give me Psalm 29, 1 and 2. Give Adonai his due. Give Adonai his due. You who are godly. You who are godly. Give Adonai his due of glory and strength. Mm -hmm. Give Adonai the glory due his name. Mm -hmm. Worship Adonai in holy splendor. Mm -hmm. He is the only one worthy of worship. I'm trying to establish something that you have read many times, but you are unable to put together that there is an unseen, in the unseen world, there is a council in which God sits. Beings who surround him that he uses in the administration of the unseen world. Let's take the remaining two scriptures. Those two last two scriptures, in fact, they speak a lot more than anything I may have told you concerning this. Yes, please. That's true. Mm-hmm. How long will you go on judging unfairly Favoring the wicked. Mm. Give justice to the weak and fatherless. Yes. Uphold the rights of the wretched and poor. Mm-hmm. Rescue the destitute and needy. Mm. Deliver them from the power of the wicked. Mm. My decree is, you are Elohim, gods, judges, mm-hmm. son mm-hmm. of the Most High, mm-hmm. all of you. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, you will die like mortals. Ah. Can you go through that again? Because you need to understand what he is saying here. What the psalmist was given an eye to see. This is the same thing that was being spoken, the judgment of Satan. Hello, can you read that again, please? My decree is, you are Elohim. My decree is, you are what? Elohim. Elohim refers to sons of God. 
Elohim speaks of those that are in that unseen realm, amen, in the counsel of the eternal God, in the same manner as you saw in Job chapter 1 or Job chapter 2, when he said God was sitting in his counsel, when all the sons of God, they came and Satan did what? Satan came amongst them. And God was asking him, where are you coming from? From the going up and down on the face of the earth. Satan is also an Elohim. In that same council, but this is one that is being judged. And all those who are, who are with him in the rebellion of heaven. Can you go on please? My decree is, you yes. are Elohim. Yes. Gods. Judges, mm -hmm. sons of the Most High, mm -hmm. all of you. I wanted to see the words there because as I'm, when I'm wrapping this portion up, Elohim, he called them what? Judges. When you go to Ezekiel and you go to Isaiah, the scriptures refer to the places of worship that Satan had. This Elohim, these sons of God, these representatives and the administrators that the eternal God has in the unseen realm, they have different things which they, which they administered. Amen? And God is speaking here. Go on, please. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. You will die like mortals. You will die like mortals. Like any prince, you will fall. You that goes around and so on and so forth, you have come down like us into this place. That, that was God's pronouncement upon Satan in Ezekiel, and you also find it in Isaiah, when he was speaking about the prince of Tyre. All right? The same diction, the same language, spoken there in the judgment of Satan. I'm establishing to you, because if you don't understand that, by the time we get to the end of this, and understand the fullness of what the plan of God is, then you can see the relationship between the church and Israel. This foundation is a necessity if you are going to have a full grasp of what God is talking about. Yes, please. Let's take the last one in, Isaiah, in Psalm 95 and take that in verse 3 to 6. All of these things spoke to the unseen world. A part of the completeness of the plan that God was unfolding concerning all the things that he created. Yes. For Adonai is a great God. Yes. A great king, greater than all gods. Adonai, the great God, a great king, greater than all gods. Yes. He holds the depths of the earth in his hands. He holds the depths of the earth in his hands. The mountain peaks too. The mountain to peaks, he also do what? They belong to him. They belong to him. The sea is his. He made it. And his hands shaped the dry land. Mm. Come, let's bow down and worship. Yes. Let's kneel before Adonai mm. who made us. For he's our God. He's the one who made all things. So that's speaking concerning the unseen world. And then you see the eternal God now coming in Genesis chapter 1, 26, 28, which I quoted in passing, when he said, let us now do what? Let us create man in our own what? In, in our own image. Now, many people have been confused about this. What's the image of God? Now, there has to be something. There has to be something that man has in common with the unseen. Not just the unseen God, but the Elohim surrounding. Because it said, let's what? 
let us create man in our own image. What image will, does man share with the unseen Elohim? There's only one thing. It's not intelligence, because even dogs have shown some degree of intelligence. It is status, the status of a rulership. The only thing that man, that God is speaking to here as he's creating, the only thing he has in common as an image bearer with God is rulership. That's why you will find in the next verse to that scripture, he said, subdue the earth. Rule over this. Rule over that. Rule over this. Rule over that. Because God created man to do exactly the same thing that the Elohim in the unseen world was supposed to be doing. Praise the Lord. So that today you will go away from here reevaluating yourself. Because when we get to the last activity that is going to signal the taking away of the church from the face of the earth, that realm has to come back. Because he said, you will cast demons out. You will tread upon scorpions. That rulership status, which was given to man from the moment that he was created, the restoration of it is something that is going to prevail at the time that the church is going home. Praise the Lord. And God said, let us make man in our image, mm -hmm. after our likeness, mm -hmm. and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, uh -huh. and over the fowl of the air, uh -huh. and over the cattle, and over all the earth. Now, you can see, that's what I was trying to explain to you. Let them have what? Dominion over what? Over the cattle, over the air, over whatever, because in the same way in which the Elohim in the unseen world, they were administrators, administrators on behalf of God in the unseen realm. That's what man was intended to be on the face of the earth. And that's what that scripture is saying to us. Because this is important. Because by the time I get to the end and you close the loop, you will understand why we had to start this way. Because the eternal God, mighty in wisdom, we can only see in part. But in his mercies, as, he, as we get closer and closer and closer to his coming, he unveils these things to us in the manner in which we know who we are and the things that are required of us to do. Praise the Lord. Now, even though sin came in, but the plan was never altered. Man fell by sin. God in his kindness brought about redemption. That's why when you find in John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as believed on him, to them he gave the power to be restored to the realm of Elohim. If you find the, the, Israel, the, 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 the Hebrew word of it, there is a, qualifi a qualified Elohim that man becomes because he received Christ. You are admitted again into that family of God. The family of God in the unseen world, the council that surrounds him, and the family of God in the sin world that people who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, they constitute 
Because there is a dual family that God has. The family that he has in the unseen world and the family that he has here in the seen world. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 4 verse 5 tells you much the same. But read those scriptures please because it will help people in following what we are saying. To redeem them that were under the law. Yes. That we might receive the adoptions mm-hmm. of sons. People were adopted as sons. Despite the failure that had happened. That family of the eternal God. On the face of the earth. God was people in that. Yes. Ephesians again. Ephesians. 1 verse 5. 1 5. Mm-hmm. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Yes. By Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. Adopted as sons, given the privilege of becoming sons, when we return to God in repentance and accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did for us. So, there is this family of God in the unseen world, and there is the family of God in the seen world. There is an interaction that occasionally happens that God himself orchestrates. And you will see this in full bloom. When in that day, the new Jerusalem is coming from heaven to tabernacle on the face of the earth. Those things are all connected. And I hope by the grace of God, I will be able to explain this in the manner that we will understand. But above all, as I said, this is not about knowledge. This is not about knowledge. It's about a preparation. A preparation. And that preparation is the key to all the things that we are speaking about. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake mm. unto him, saying, mm. Behold now the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. And Micaiah said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, Go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And the king said unto, said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee, that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills, as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me, but evil? And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. Yes. I, I saw the Lord sitting. I saw the Lord sitting where? On his throne. On his throne. And what? All the host of heaven standing by him. That on- council in heaven. Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode, please call 